This is the Lingaholics Podcast with Cody, Marcus, and Ian, where we dive deep into conversations about the experiences and endeavors of the language learning life. On this pod, we feature a wide variety of guests and topics with nonstop passion and nonstop fun. There's no last call for Linga Hall, so come on in and join the show. It's episode 43, folks, of the Lingaholics. Senor Sueco, Pinchicolo, Alberta, Ontario, South Korea. What's going on, folks? Senor here. Uh, saludos a todos. Hope you're having an awesome, awesome week. Uh, we're back. We're back. Another podcast happening here. So uh, uh, let's just jump right in, boys. Let's just jump right in. So uh, I know Sueco, you wrote a little English exam this week. <laughs> Because you know we were we were a little suspect of your English this whole time, so we're like, "Hey, Canadian <laughs> yeah. government, can you uh, can you get him to well, test I've, out his English?" I've been studying English here? hard. I've been studying English hard for the past couple of weeks preparing for this exam. Well, it's a say, peculiar pre- type of test. Can you I was pretty nervous going into growth? it. You know, feeling a little nervous, getting tested Come in a on. foreign language. You know, any all, all these foreign language tests are very nerve-wracking i found i find them uh, very stressful <laughs> how many foreign tests have you done in your life so uh, a couple or quite a few when yeah. i was in high school yeah, german oh okay taking okay. a lot of german tests german high school in my life to be completely you. fair no but to, to give everyone some context you know i'm 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 considering the possibility of applying for residency here in the good old true north Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll see if that happens or not. But anyway, in order if you want to come here and live in Canada, you have to prove that you're fluent in either of the two Canadian languages, French or English. Now I was thinking about taking the French test. Yeah, you were thinking about it. You were because about because it. Um, I had to wait for um, all the spots for the English tests were booked up because they're at reduced capacity now because of COVID. Okay. Yeah, but I ended up finding a spot for cell pip the English test, and I took it on Saturday. Okay, let's. Cell uh, so pip stands for. I was trying to think of I this no this idea. morning. Canadian English Language Proficiency Inter. Oh, geez, I forget what the I and the P stand for. But it's it's specifically Canadian, right? So it's, it's very. Test. It's only Canadian. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's like all the it's, examples are Canadian. It uses Canadian English. Yeah. It's, it's not like designed, your IELTS or your. Uh... It's specifically designed to test your uh, ability to live in a Canadian society. In the mm-hmm. Right. Society. 
It's called the Canadian English Language Profic Proficiency Index Program. Index oh program. <laughs> what a mouthful. <laughs> uh, so cost me three, cost me $300. Yeah, okay. The price hasn't um, changed. Okay. Uh, quite the money grab, but yeah, hey, no, it was a fun experience. So it was me and a yeah, bunch yeah. of uh, other um, people there mm. from with foreign backgrounds. Yeah, 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 for sure. For uh, sure, which man. Was, which was an interesting experience. Now, uh, so do you guys want like the rundown of the tests or? Yeah, yeah. Let's we'll everyone, everyone know. Because I used to teach this, but you, it's been a couple of years. So let it, let the listeners know what, so, what is. So as I said, I was, I was pretty nervous beforehand. I so don't, I asked, I asked, <laughs> I asked Ian, I asked Senor, <laughs> I asked, I solicited or I asked him to, or I, I asked him if I could hire him for a prep, for a prep course. <laughs> and I laughed. But he, he, he laughed at me and said that he would never do that. <laughs> but anyway, so, no. so I went into this thing totally unprepared because Ian, uh, Ian would not give me the proper consultation. He would not help me prepare for this. Right. So I went oh, in completely unprepared. <laughs> So, I mean, um, you've only written a master's thesis on water treatment, so that I mean, that's I felt I felt that, I that won't prepare you for this. <laughs> Let me tell you, nothing will prepare you for salt pep. Okay. Yeah, Ian, Ian really left you it's, uh, hot it, enough he, to dry on this one. Exactly, eh? it's it's a it's a fat mountain. It's Milford a fat donuts. mountain to climb. Milford donuts. Okay, so tell anyway, anyway so I, I went into entail? this completely unprepared, uh, scared shitless. <laughs> But here's the thing. Uh, okay, so this thing is three hours long, right? It'll right. Test your ability, your your uh, writing, speaking, uh, listening, and uh, writing, listening, speaking, and reading proficiency. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's incredibly easy to be completely <laughs> honest. It's it's um it's a little bit of an insult to my uh, English abilities my ability uh -huh. to speak english um yeah but 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 here's the thing not it's still kind of tricky nothing like any any test has its uh complexities and uh and uh tricky parts so to speak yeah and with this thing um it was definitely the listening the listening section that was the most complicated the, was the it a most... dialogue or like there were a bunch of different parts, but let me explain why I found it tricky. So uh, basically the general format is that you have to listen to a conversation or a monologue or a dialogue between two people or one person or whatever. Mm -hmm. And it's between three to five minutes long. Mm -hmm. um, and these monologues or dialogues, they're in very clear English, slow mm -hmm. English. So it's not regular English. It's like mm -hmm. slow down to be as clear as possible. Yeah. And it's quite monotone. It's in a monotone voice. It's quite boring. And uh, it's very easy to zone out. But the thing is, it's very rich in detail. Mm -hmm. So they go through a bunch of details, obviously. Yeah. And you have to remember these details. But the, right. because the, the ensuing questions are, are asking for these specific details. Yes. Like very specific details on, okay, which, um, which people in the conversation, like what their professions were, for example. 
yes the professions mm-hmm. of the of the people in the conversation and other things like that that you, that you might be able to mix up like it's very easy to mix them up yeah. especially if you zone out during the yeah, I was say, if you zone out, lose so so i had some problems with that so there were a couple questions that i that i that I was a little sure of and it should have been easy but for me it was kind of it was it was i felt like i was being tested on my ability to to uh I feel like I was being tested on my attention to detail, my ability to memorize small details, which, you know, I thought were quite irrelevant to the overall story. Um, but nevertheless, I think I passed it. I yeah. think I passed it. What does it take? But a couple of weeks to get results? I have no idea. I, I don't even care. I don't yeah. care. No, I know. I don't, I know. I don't even know what the cutoff limit is. No. Here. I bet you the cutoff limit is very low. Like the, they said, they have to set the bar really low on these things. Well, it's a, it's out at twelve, right? Yeah. So, what's so, the minimum in order to be eligible? Well, I could get into all of like, so it, it has a lot to do with like how depending on what score you get, um, that's going to contribute so many points to your permanent resident oh, okay. residency Fair status. Enough. So, let's say you have a um, killer like you have killer academic credentials then mm-hmm. you can get away with a worse cell pep i assume or a point yeah mm-hmm. just you even having a master's yeah mark yeah anyway but you like, have to t- it's still mandatory to take it you gotta take that's it. what i find right because i i worked with people who are like they were they were legit learning english and then like some you know, lots of people that I worked with for over two and a half years, they were like more of like a six or a seven level. So like really, really having to try and yeah. uh, put it to it. So that's why just when you said you had to do it. No, everyone and, has to take it. Like well, I told you guys, you my, buddy, my, from my buddy from the States had to yeah. take it. So it's so. no exceptions. But I mean, like yeah. the, the, the reading, the writing and the speaking parts are, are a joke, essentially it's just yeah. like the the speak or the listening part it, you have to be very uh, uh, attentive. attentive attentive you have to be mm-hmm. very attentive and uh really pay attention and they gave you like a paper and like to take notes mm-hmm. and i should have obviously done that during the listening because that would have been smart but whatever what else i think you're, fine. Think you're fine um but okay so fun some some fun things from the test mm-hmm. uh what was i gonna say Oh yeah, I used the I used the present tense subjunctive, English subjunctive, which I was pretty proud of, and one in the writing part. I don't know what that is. But that's what you just used earlier before when we were chatting. I feel like a native speaker of any language shouldn't know when they're using subjunctive. Like, no, but I, you I, guys I, ever talk to Spanish speakers? They don't know when they're using subjunctive. I know, I know. Oh yeah, I know. But but I, yeah. I know I know I know how to use the present tense English <laughs> subjunctive and I threw it in there in the writing section so I was pretty proud of myself. You What'd go. you say? I don't remember. I said like it, um, it is very important that this be enacted or something like that. Uh, something okay. like that. Right. Um, I don't remember exactly mm-hmm. what I used. What else did I use? I used the word pinch <laughs> in the writing part. <laughs> okay. <laughs> during the and in, 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 so so in the writing part you were given uh for example you were given a situation and then you had to write an opinion not a not like an article or anything but it was like an an a, a an opinionated response yeah to a this situation is for the speaking 
No, this is for the writing. So the, the, oh, okay, the situation right. was the, the situation or the, the <sighs> scenario, the scenario that you were given was that the principal of a school was going to, you know what, technically, I actually am not allowed to give the exact. <laughs> no, that's I have fine. To, like, during the test, you have to say that you're not going to give away the example question or the question. Okay. There. But so, 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 <laughs> but, but, but what I think I can say is that you were given a situation. I'll mm-hmm. summarize it vaguely. Uh, in a school where yeah. there were there there was a new policy that was proposed yeah. and then you had to argue for and against it and i right. argued against you it choose which and one you, you want it right exactly you choose yeah. which one you want okay. and then you have yeah. to argue argue for it so so i so i pretended that i was this uh university dropout working to minimum wage jobs and that i found myself currently in a pinch <laughs> and i and i <laughs> And I wouldn't be able to afford, I wouldn't be able to afford the, the, the con- no, 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 no. The financial uh, consequences of, or the financial implications oh, okay. of the new policy that yeah. was proposed to be enacted. So yeah. I, I, th- I used that. I thought that was pretty funny. Um, what else? You just got to have a bit of an imagination with the test too. I yes. Know. No, the, the writing part, that's my, that's my jazz, right? Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. writing and uh, yeah, the writing that that's my strongest. I feel like in English writing is my strongest element. Like that is by far where I feel the most comfortable. Well, cause and that's sp- what you're doing most of the day, right? Right. Right. Swedish it's speaking. And my writing in Swedish is horrible. It's horrible. So it's my, like it's really really bad like i can i can, I can barely spell it's funny how the skills you work on okay this is gonna sound so obvious like the skills you work on is what you get good at obviously but like yeah but like a, a lot of people like they don't really fully consciously yeah, realize that, yeah right? that's right that's right but then when you say something like that it's just so blatantly obvious yeah yeah, like in Spanish, my list, my my listening comprehension is by far the best, like by right. far. And that'd be the hours and hours of podcast. Yeah, yeah, which makes sense, right? Whereas, I don't write anything in Spanish. So my writing probably sucks. Speaking is okay. well. Is so back in the day, like when I met Cody at the University of Alberta when I was taking Spanish classes, like I think that would have been my golden era of Spanish writing because I was writing like essays about spanish oh, yeah. literature and stuff right yeah same here yeah right because when you're in a university context like probably like cody because you your german degree you're taking 300 400 level german classes oh yeah right. i don't know if i talked about this on the podcast once but the <laughs> funny kind of story about this um so yeah when i obviously when we were in university writing like yeah, essays, six, like that, three, ten pages. Yeah, like three hundred level, four hundred level university courses. So I was able to do this in German. And then um, when I actually went to Germany and I did my my homestay exchange, uh huh, yeah, um, it was like I think we all it was a Canadian program. So all the Canadian students we arrived in the airport in Frankfurt, and then we went to go stay at a hostel for a couple nights. We did have like an orientation there. And I went to go get something from like the front desk and everything went fine. I just got it from her. And then as I was leaving, I wanted to say, have a good day. And I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, oh crap. How do you yeah. say have a good day? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Right. Because like I, I, so I could I, I could write essay level, write about essay level yeah. topics, but I didn't know how to say something simply like a pleasantry, like like have a good day. Right. <laughs> What's the? There's a term for that. Is it register or social register? Like, like when you're just talking informally, like with the friends or greetings and stuff. But then like higher academic, I think it's called register if I'm not mistaken, because that was a big part of my Spanish translation class. If you were just translating like casual dialogue, like you got to know like what, like make sure you're not translating it too formally mm. kind of thing. Whereas like, mm-hmm. yeah, when you're writing, I don't know. How, how would you say that, Cody? Hast du einen guten Tag? Oh, well, how do you say have a good day in German? <laughs> schönen Tag noch. Schönen, schönen Tag noch. Yeah. Oh, okay. But isn't yeah, that what you know, like, no, you wouldn't say haben Sie einen guten Tag. That sounds terrible in German. Schönen Tag noch. Que tengas un buen día. Que tengas un buen día. Bonjour. Yeah. Right. But then like, okay, I haven't written a Spanish essay now and what's it been? Five, six years? So... Yeah, like to sit down and write Spanish again. Like I'd have to try it because oh, writing French again recently. Holy, thank God for Google's. Uh, do you even want to do editing. that? Like I can barely read and write in French. <laughs> well, I had to do it. It was a like, assignment for the audience. Yeah, but yeah, but in that was voluntary, right? Yeah, kind of. But I'd look bad if I didn't do it. No, but so. I mean, like in general, like. I, I've been very open about this. I'm not, I don't, I have zero interest in learning right. how to read and write in French. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's what I mean. Yeah, like, except, except for basic like street signs and restaurants. Yeah, menus. but that, that all comes back to like your, your personal goals, right? Because mm-hmm. Ian wants to really improve it because he's a French teacher, right? So he wants to really. Oh, yeah, like, fair enough. You have improving it. So it makes sense obliged. for him to take something for you. You're or obliged. It makes uh, sense for him to take something. Yeah. Oh yeah, totally. Once I found this opportunity was available. And also like I never took French in university. So like confession, like I got my job to speak French. But uh like so yeah, it's kind of like going back and being like, oh okay. Like and I don't know, there's something about French I find a bit harder still always. Like yeah. Well, yeah. written French is super complicated yeah yeah like Spanish like, I don't know how anyone ever learned how to like, spell things in French <laughs> well it's the same in like English and French are equally as difficult when it comes to writing mm-hmm. is it yeah oh dude yeah look at how many irregularities English has mm-hmm. yeah, but French is like English on steroids all the apostrophes and circumflakes I, and all. No, Come on, no, I like, would disagree. I would say yeah. they're equally as hard. Yeah. I don't know that. Damn, like even English, right? Like I think yeah, I like, about how that do you one spell tongue? I can barely spell tongue. <laughs> like how, <laughs> yeah, like, uh, our irregularities are through the roof <laughs> for like spelling and pronunciation. Oh yeah. In English. Yeah, like the per- the person who figured out how to spell or decided on how to spell tongue. Like how did that person end up with that t-o-n-g-u-e what the hell there's a podcast i never got 
super far into it, but I'm sure one day I will. It's called The History of English. And it goes back and like traces when all the pronunciation, because it's from English has the Germanic structure base. Yeah. Right. And then it had a lot to do with like the French influence. But there was like very particular pronunciation shifts. But I I feel like all the words in English that are spelled in a weird way, that are spelled weirdly, all come from French. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Possibly. Like cuisine. How do you spell cuisine? Well, it's just cuisine and cuisine. Come in French. Like stuff like that. Words like that. Words that that don't make sense how they're spelled. They're all from French. Yeah, English is such a mishmash, no? Mm-hmm. Like with that Latin, like that but German also like base, weirdly the... spelled English words that don't that oh, are spelled differently. There's a from... lot of there's a lot like of anomaly. anything with gh. Yeah. Uh huh. Was it like thou through though and? Yeah, I saw a funny those memes, meme. right? Oh, but those are, the those are yeah, few. you know the, the, the Spider-Man meme when he, there's like yeah. eight Spider-Man. Yeah, 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 it had like pointing through, at each other throughout. Thought. But there are not a lot of. Yeah, there are not a lot of. Uh huh. Those, those are rare. Those are for not rare. They're few in quantity. Okay. Huh. Um, I don't know. I feel like French is way harder, harder, and like written French, like French spelling is way more complicated. No, Google Docs. I got to give a lot of credit to Google Docs. Holy. They, they can check when your agreement's off, too, with, like, your adjectives. Yeah. Too now. It's That's like, really oh, good, yeah. Thank God. Um, but then even once I did do Google Docs, I got my corrections back. There was, like, a ton of corrections, too. So it's like, <laughs> <laughs> um, let's bring this back. What's your guys' opinions on language tests? Because... Um, that was fun. Well, I like but tests I this in beyond English. Okay, you like tests. That's interesting because I'm kind of like blase yeah, and, about tests. I don't. Yeah, like also you gotta have a bit of perspective on this because um, tests cause people a, a lot of stress, especially yes. like um, just because what I'm experiencing right now, like here living in living in Korea, like when for the kids here like tests that's the kids lives right like they've got so much pressure to just perform on these tests and that's all that matters it doesn't matter what they're learning it doesn't matter that's not cool that's not cool yeah it doesn't matter if they're able to actually use this uh flexibly in real life it just matters that they get a good score on the test and then they can go on and get a good job or whatever go to a good school or and that's, I, silly. I think... that's silly because that's not how it works here like people uh, like people have this mis- to, to a lesser extent to a lesser extent yeah. yes but it's still it's still it's still overblown like this perception i, I think it's a misconception about like grades in general are or oh, freaking islanders sorry grades in general like i think it's a misconception that you have to have like the best grades in order to like a good job or be successful the most important thing is that you're you're motivated and interested in what you're doing and studying um i think i think a lot of people in the west think like that but institutionally like that you don't see policies like that like 
Ubisoft yeah, but I mean, very like, traditional like testing system. When I'm when I'm I'm gonna be I'm gonna be hiring now for the I'm gonna for for my job, mm-hmm. and I don't care about your grades. Um, look, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Okay, disclaimer. Well, you're still gonna look at I'm, them. Yes, I'm still gonna look at people with a GPA between three point seven five and four, <laughs> but I don't care if you had a GPA of three point seven five or four. You see, I'm still gonna look at the upper. Like if you if you if you had a shit GPA, I don't. I'm not. I'm gonna throw you out, right? But my point being that, like, if you had a three point eight and a and a four point oh, no one. I don't care. No one cares. Wait, hold right? on a second. Hold on a second. You're gonna be hiring for your job already? Yeah, we have to hire people. We have to. Oh, hire like you're gonna be looking. Well, I'm people. a part of the hiring process. I'm gonna be a part of the hiring process. No. Wow, like Swakito on the board. Geez, like two months in, and you're, you're yeah, but, but, like yeah, but I'm not. I'm not. Look, it's not a big company, and uh, we're a small company, so every, every, everyone's kind of on board on the hiring process. If you know what I mean. Okay. No, that's cool. That's cool. Um, no, no, you're right, Kodo, uh, about test anxiety. Mm-hmm. We'll call it that because um, I feel like some students kind of crumble under those like as a teacher or says are there other ways I can like because basically what what is a test the teacher wants to see your knowledge base right through an assessment but what if and I'm talking specifically languages like that's my jam that's my field um like, do I have to make a kid super nervous that because like there's so much studies about languages, you should be relaxed, you should be smiling, you should be in a good mood. So so could I finish what I was saying before? Because this sure. ties into this. This okay. ties into this. So the point okay. I'm trying to make here is that and and the attitude that I have towards tests always, because I, I don't tend to take tests too seriously ever. I always have this attitude that, you know, I prepare for tests generally when they're not super easy, like self ep but generally I prepare for tests and I do it very uh, studiously. Mm-hmm. Um, but I always have the attitude, you know, if I get like, an, uh, if I get everything as well, like a hundred, or if I get like a 75, anything between a 75 and a hundred, it's whatever. No me importa. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. It's fine. Yeah. Like, but I'm still, yeah. and, and with that attitude, I'm, I take it much more lightly and I tend to, to calm down and I tend to do better. Right. When I have that attitude, but when I'm super nervous and worked up and I, especially mm-hmm. when I t- study too much, that's when mm-hmm. I don't perform well, especially yeah. with like, you know, in my field, all the tests, the majority of the tests that I've taken are all like problem solving, physics, mm-hmm. mathematics, like you can't study yourself to a good score. You have to be able to like know think. the principles, Yeah, know the principles and, and then think. And that's why I never study. I usually, like in university, the day before the exam, I usually didn't even study. Isn't that to get- bad? Like, what's your guys' thoughts on cramming? Like, I've, as I've a... I've never done it. Well, I, well, I have done it. Bad. Yeah, it's boo. It. Yeah, no, totally. Because Especially, like, I always emphasize my students to get a good sleep the night yeah. before it tests. Because, yeah. like, yeah. your brain is actually um, working on that information as you sleep. Like you think it's not, oh, yeah. but it's it like you, you stay up like cramming all night and then you get like three hours of sleep. And it's like relates a lot to language learning or is like 
you gotta like hammer that stuff out sleep on it sleep on it yeah yeah hey that's such a good point that's such a good point okay another example another example like you know when you can you go to bed and you don't remember something and then you wake up in the morning and you magically just remember it you know what i'm talking about yeah yeah yeah. sleep is crucial sleep does a lot when i wake up in the morning i remember everything like all the new words that i learned over the past couple weeks i just have them in my brain and then right. towards the afternoon, they 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 go away. Like right now, I'm a little sluggish in my brain. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. feel like, but like in the morning, I'm popping, I'm firing on all cylinders. Right, right. Mm. It's like your brain is working. So now I've just been lucky <laughs> as a teacher. Now I'm a test giver, even though I kind of cut back on that a lot. I'm more of a quiz giver, um, but not a it's test same thing. taker. Like. Like taking a test right now, I just that just like ooh, it just gives me the chills. <laughs> thing. Now, now com- to be completely honest, though, I do think it's still uh, interesting. Like I'm interested in taking next year the the Goethe. In, I never say his name right. The German Go- one, uh, Goethe Institute. Goethe yeah. Institute's German one for like B two. Oh, Jesus, I do think that's be interesting to take in terms of uh or like even delf maybe delf because i am interested in like what okay. you are required to do at the different levels so delf um, is for french by for like french sorry yes that's know. right yeah that's right uh which then i forget what that and uh spanish has one too actually delf <sighs> is french and dele? dele i think it's dele yeah yeah, oh, Islanders again. Um, right, right. So, what if you like, because uh, Cody, you were talking about potentially doing the Korean one one day. Okay, yeah, even if it's not happening anymore. <laughs> okay, even if it's not happening anymore, like you did have an interest at one point, though, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But that'd be kind of like the same reason because I'm learning German to potentially show it to the Alberta. Teacher association be like, look, I'm qualified mm. to go off yeah. to Germany and teach. Like, and then Richard Simcott, like he did a live stream. He just takes these tests for fun. He just, just yeah, like that's me. Loves that's tests. He's just like, ah, I'm gonna go but do this... like B1 Lithuanian test today. Yeah, I'm but bored. the attitude you gotta have is that you gotta see it as a challenge and you gotta start preparing very early. It's like running yeah. a marathon or an Ironman. It's sure. like you go, okay, I'm gonna take this yeah. test, I'm gonna start prepping like six months yeah, before yeah. the test or whatever, and I'm gonna work up to it. And yep. have a slow, sustainable plan, right. study plan, right? To get better and better. And then you see it as something big, important. But then again, you don't take it too seriously. Like your Ironmans, you train hard for them, but it's not life and death. No, I'm an age grouper, right? I'm that's what I'm saying. It's not life and death. That's no, but you're right. You it's, it's on the calendar. It's in the future. Yeah. You should take like, tests like that. You yeah. should have academic things or, or, or brain things like that as well. You have it at you sign up for it like far in advance. You prepare for it. You have a good attitude about it. You see it as a challenge. And you walk into the test and you're calm, but you're focused. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's that's the right attitude to have. And then you see you you see it as a fun thing. It's like it's like laying a Korean war. That's how I see it, sort of taking a test. The Korean War was basically like we made our own test. Yeah. (laughs) So so here's the thing. That's coming up, by the way, or it should be coming up. December. I don't think so. I don't think people should 
should uh, be be so anxious about tests, taking tests. See it as something fun. It's a challenge. I know, I know you're right. I think we people need to do a better job with that as educators. Yeah, come on. No, no, no. You're right because it's we need because some people get like really anxious, like incredibly yeah, anxious. That's so just, unnecessary. Just okay, that's man. So but like, come on. Like, it's. I'm not saying it's everybody, but it's a segment of people and and then that's why you got to have like like so in education you do formative practices practice tests right which is like that's like running your practice marathon for an Ironman like it's you know how did you do or did you mess up here's your mistakes so like formative assessment is very key it's the bridge to summative assessment summative is like what's going to appear on your transcript which you're then going to use at a job do you call that summative summative sorry so formative formative is like formative and summative yeah yeah so i mean and it's important when you're not in like in a traditional educational setting you know like i'm going to try and find these goita institute exams prior to the actual exam like i'm gonna practice that is a skill in and of itself to be able to perform under pressure and I think it's yeah. important to no, teach right. your kids right. how to mm-hmm. perform under pressure. And the key right. to perform under p- pressure is to try to take some of that pressure off. No, absolutely. And maintain absolutely, focus. Right. And, main, and uh, stay focused. But that was uh, like Neil, De- Neil deGrasse Tyson was just on Joe Rogan talking about how like kids learn better when they're smiling, like when they're happy, when they're engaged, when they're like their intellectual curiosity is being perked. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't see a lot of smiley faces. On Cody, test, test what's, your, what's your opinion on tests? Well, I mean, I'm more on Ian's side for this. I'm, I don't think, yeah, I don't think they're a good benchmark for how a student actually can perform in a certain subject. They're, they're, they mostly just show how well you can, perform under pressure i guess you could say well and that's, that's what i was saying too, too right some people can like kill at tests yeah but then out after the test like like mediocre mm-hmm. kind of thing some people are really good at tests yeah. yeah but also i don't know maybe on the flip side of the coin though like maybe maybe we should just do a better like society in general should just do a better job of of training kids how to perform while under pressure. Cause I know a lot of the focus right now is just like, um, oh, we're not going to get into like maybe politics a lot here, but um, mm-hmm. like, I feel like a lot of kids today nowadays aren't taught how to deal with when life sucks. Like <laughs> yeah. when life is hard, like kids just aren't yeah, and that's, able to that's, cope with that now. And, that's because parenting sucks now. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, yeah, like uh, a lot of kids um, in recent years have been have been coddled and everything's been kind of given like participation medals and everything like that, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So I don't know, like I not think Sweco, I'll tell you that. Not <laughs> I don't know. I this... think oh that's that's gonna change though, because life just yeah. sucks sometimes. Like life is yeah. hard and kids yeah. should learn that. Wait, because I it, agree. I, agree. The, I listened but to it, a podcast makes, discussing makes, this. It just Recently. makes kids so much better able to deal with life when it actually happens. Right? Mm-hmm. 
adversity. And I think like test taking is just it's just one one part of that. So in terms of like mm-hmm. developing kids mentally, I think test taking is actually not not bad. But in terms for like actually gauging where someone's skill is, maybe te- I don't know, maybe tests aren't the most effective. Cody, that I thought that was very insightful. And I agree hundred percent with everything you just said. Oh, thank mm-hmm. you. Yeah. Yeah, that's a thing. Coddling, Jesus Christ. Like super coddled kids. Holy smokes. Yeah, like you know, my, my my dad like complains about this to me all the time. He he <laughs> he told me the other day he was at McDonald's and um he he wanted someone to he wanted the cashier to like give him some exact change or something and the kid just like buckled under the pressure like oh i can't handle this really? <laughs> like come on no mamas yeah i'm not is <laughs> my mom super coddled kids oh yeah i'm not a fan but is that that's a cultural thing too though no absolutely yeah like Especially saying, in the West. I'm not saying don't hit hit your kids. No, oh, we're not no, talking about not, that. No. We're not talking I'm, about But I'm saying you gotta you gotta be a little rough. And mm-hmm. uh, like uh, Marcus, I'm I'm a little bit jealous because I remember you saying a long time ago that your parents would take you on like three day backcountry camping trips. 14 day. When you, when you were like, that's, yeah, when you were like 14. I did a 14 day one. I did a 14 day uh, camping trip when I was 14. Oh my God. One day for every, like one day for every year of your, yeah. of your life. Yeah. <laughs> and it was that like, was we, did, like we did like between 10 and 15 kilometers every day, which is, which is not trivial when you're in mountainous train, let me tell you. And when you're 14 years old. Yeah, but come on, you should have seen me at 14, man. I was a physical specimen. <laughs> yeah, but that's that's good, man. Like I uh, I just I I like that because showing kids how to deal with adversity when they're young, that builds so much character. Completely. Like like test your metal early. Yeah. Like and like what one thing is like you gotta let your kids solve their own problems. Yeah. Oh, now I remember where I, I listened to a Mexican podcast. That's where I heard this discussion. Um, yes, yeah, so you got to let your kids solve their own problems because here's the thing they're going to mess up. You can't, when they mess up, mm-hmm. let them solve their own problems. You, mm-hmm. can, you, can, you can be there for them and help them, mm-hmm. but you're not going to solve their problems for them. That's going to teach them the wrong lesson. Mm-hmm. They have to figure it out themselves. And that's such an important part in, in uh, developing yourself, personality, is solving your own problems yeah. and learning because that's where from your mistakes because everyone's going to make a bunch of mistakes, but it's better to make them early on than later on. Because if you mm-hmm. learn from an early age to solve, to become a good problem solver, then later in life, you're going to benefit from that. But okay, mm-hmm. hold on a second. Wait. Wait a minute, this is important. Marcus, I just noticed something. What's on your face? Oh, well, I'll tell you what happened after the pod, but uh, <laughs> I'm a little uh, jacked up here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a little incident. What happened? The <laughs> this was, this was little pod. Okay, I'm all little. right. <laughs> it yeah. took some damage to the face. Apparently, I it looks like it's like damage. It. But it's fine. Yeah. You know, we all get jacked up every once in a while. I'm not complaining. Boom! Yeah. Headshot. <laughs> I yeah, I got headshot. 
anyway, what were we talking about? Well, no, he was talking about how like uh um with kids like building that that character and but I think there's there's a problem in society too right now about like you said, the kids gotta make their own mistakes, they gotta solve their own problems. But there's a lot of part of society right now where you'll get held hostage to your own mistakes. I find like, like say you say something bad on social media, say you say something and people don't let you grow. People don't let you redeem people. I think it depends on who you are. If you, if you messed up once and you're very remorseful, I think the vast majority of people are going are going to let you off the hook. Uh, if you I show signs I, of I, I think I know where <laughs> Ian is going with this and this is a this is a slightly different conversation. Slightly different, I agree. Yes. Yeah, but it, it's an important one nevertheless. Yeah, but this this is different from like learning and growing from adversity. This is more like the whole cancel culture yes. thing. Yeah, but people mess up. And the part right that ties into it, and I mean, but like, there's I find there's up, very little discourse about paths to redemption. Say, yeah, but if 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 uh, it depends on who you are, let's put it that way. If you're genuinely remorseful and you do everything in your power, to people put... weaponize people's past mistakes. Though, is kind of the problem. I you know honestly I think this is something that. Um, will will disappear in the near i don't know when but mm-hmm. i think it'll have to because um we're gonna get to a point where everyone will have stupid things on their social media except and if you're uber rich and never took part in this anyway uh, <laughs> in terms of like yeah, but still like like everyone's gonna have stupid posts from when they were like 17 mm-hmm. or 18 yeah on their yeah. social media right so mm-hmm. like I, I think this is not going to last for much longer. And what? if it does, then, oh, that's, that ain't good. <laughs> but I think it's going to last for sure. But I, I, I still think the vast majority of people are willing to forgive past wrongdoings, depending on if you're willing to, if you show genuine remorse and you're willing to make amends. Yeah, and then I know some people that that are not as genuine in their uh, willingness to make amends, and they have to fight a little bit harder to regain the public trust. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. yeah, reputation. yeah, but then on the like to to, uh, to kind of like um, play devil's advocate here, then you you see some news stories where like some person in their 50s or 60s in an important position like did something stupid when they were like yeah but that's different and then they have to like leave their position yeah but that's political that's different Mm -hmm. they're still they're still they they're still able to retain their public reputation it's just politically they're they're they they have okay always has to be a scapegoat like political games are completely different yeah okay that's fair yeah it's completely different I don't I don't count that. To tie this to like language judgment that happens sometimes. It's something I don't pay a ton of attention to, but I see 
It's a video I haven't watched yet, but I saw already the headline. It was Lindy Botes's new video about like polyglots and their fluency and the levels that certain ones claim to have. Now, like it'd have to depend on the specific polyglot that you're talking about, but there is like even say amongst language people, like judgments of what people are claiming they can do and speak and like their abilities compared to others and it's like well this guy is a total hack like no he can't actually do all of this so then that kind of that blame game that guilt game gets happen. now i don't i just don't i don't have time i don't like partaking in a lot of that but like in the language community itself sometimes i feel like there is a bit of a so like let's say some guy says he's fluent in like spanish but he can't really speak that well and but he claims that like i hope the polyglot community has like a path to redemption say that this guy can like keep having positive experiences with spanish and learning his language kind of thing so that's this is just like a language community like form of guilt trip so to speak well it's 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 uh, it's annoying. I find it annoying when you come across people that think they're better than they actually are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I find that annoying. So they get called out and then, you know, but what are they supposed to do now? Like, I, I might have done that myself in the past, certain things, but I still find it annoying when other, when other people do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I don't just... know. I don't know about that. I don't, I don't know about the specifics of you know, polyglots that have been overly cocky in the past, finding a way way to redemption. I'm, I'm, I don't know, mm-hmm. man. Mm-hmm. No. Be honest. Be an honest person. Be, be honest. an honest person. Say, say honest, though, no? Okay. It's my, that's my life mantra right now. Just try to be <laughs> honest. Yeah. No, no, no. Intellectual honesty is... But honesty in general. Crucial. Well, no, right. Well, the honesty about your abilities and everything so yeah 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 i don't know because it kind of just it can kind of come just full circle with if you're just trying to meet expectations sometimes that you just can't meet and then therefore you mess up and people call you out for it so yeah yeah, I don't know. I haven't. I haven't really been too um, attracted to participating in public mm-hmm. conversations. Yeah, ever really. I mean, it's just never attracted me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like I like, I like more having conversations, intimate conversations with um, you guys, friends, close friends. Listen, That's what I feel like the most meaningful debates and and conversations are. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, like social media. I've. I don't want to say I've eliminated my presence from social media, but it's like, I don't like, for example, on Facebook, like I used to post on Facebook quite quite frequently, but I I can't even remember the last time I posted something on Facebook, like even just like a comment. You you, you post things on Instagram all the time. So I don't know what you're talking about there. That's through the Lingaholics. I only post. How's that different? How's that different? That's different. That's different. That's not, sure. different. Yeah, that's, totally that different. that's not different. That's totally different. Totally different. Yeah, man. No, I can. Like, I could post something like my thoughts on COVID, blah blah blah, like on my Facebook page. That's different from like, just a. I don't see how that's different. That's different. That's pr- okay. I I post on social media through the Lingaholics to promote the podcast. 
I don't post as Cody Hartsburg on yeah. any yeah, social you don't. media anymore. Look at Cody in Korea. That was literally the caption. Dude, that, that's different. It's <laughs> that? not like it's different. Mark. Yeah, man. Like I could, I have friends and whatever I have on Facebook, like 300, 400 people on Facebook. I could post articles that you know <laughs> yeah like, ex- like expose my like political beliefs and stuff but i know i'm with cody i just i've cut that out like besides like liking like a big person's event no, like but that. you could you could like post like oh look at me like i'm enjoying a nice beer here on the patio of origins okay, okay. like you could do that it's very completely different social media post i just don't see the the need of doing that ever in my life like why would i there's fun casual things like i just want to go ahead and say that montreal just took the lead game four about the sweep when i think sorry and now we can go back to the conversation okay but everyone knows i know for for me since my my social life is severely lacking i've had to rely a little bit on not on like posting on social media but just like talking to people online through through whatsapp or mm-hmm. messenger or hello talk or whatever and i've just needed to do that to keep myself sane right honestly. and right it, you it, can it, still find when, social connections yeah. yeah so when you're in a situation like this it's a useful tool but even then it's not a good replacement for real life mm-hmm. interaction it's a little bit similar yeah to when you're sleep deprived just like chugging caffeine mm-hmm. like I mean, it kind of helps, but it's not real. Like, it's more of just a band-aid solution, right? Totally. And I think this really draws back to the point of the need for, like, our meetups. Because that real, like, it was more than just languages when you think about it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. We were engaging it, right? We were like, man, we met so many characters. I met so many characters. Miguelito, like, so many, like... And it just, that comes back to like, because I think when you have that real life social presence, that just diminishes, like you said, Koda, like that social media need or necessity when you got the real mm-hmm. life thing. So, mm-hmm. because that's, that's probably one of the consequences of la pandemia, no? Is like, we're all kind of stuck away from each other. So we bury our heads even more. And I'm guilty of it too. Burying my head in Twitter. And, facebook more to compensate oh no i'm still getting outside i'm still getting my vitamin d but i'm just saying like there's no uh, i can't drive into town to go to the meetup on saturday that's true for six hours straight but hey so good news here and on yeah let's get some good news let's get some good good news news here on yeah we just moved up our um uh our our, our, uh, reopening date here friday we're gonna reopen patios there we go uh social gatherings as well up to 10 people i believe outside so we'll nice. see I'm, I'm i'm on meetup every day and i'm waiting for I'm, I'm spamming the refresh button I'm waiting for <laughs> real life events to start getting posted again so i'm pumped up uh, july 2nd that's when we enter phase two okay. and uh, that's okay. when like actual like indoor outdoor everything everything is almost back to normal and then phase three is sometime in august and everything is abierto. Abierto. so uh, you know things are, are taking a turn for the better here and uh, i'm excited for it because uh, it's been brutal being here during lockdown 
Yeah, man. Yeah. Like it's been a species yeah. of its own, though. Well, yeah, it's been uh, very frustrating, oh, especially God, when the epidemiological situation has uh, made a turn for the better and the government has maintained their conservative um, policies and restrictions, which has been incredibly frustrating, especially when other parts of the U.S. have been opening up with even lower parts that have even lower vaccination rates. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so we're opening up and we're waiting for, for meetups to start up again. And we're going to go and have some fun, speak a lot of languages. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. And guys, boys, when pinch, when you come back to uh, Alberta, I, I, because right now plane tickets, because they want to stimulate growth here, the, 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 um, the 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 rebirth of the canadian airline industry right so in order to do that they're, they're uh, enticing people with very low flight rates so i want to buy a plane ticket to the bird oh, but i want to do it for when you come back and ideally cholo as well so uh, mm-hmm. i don't know sometime in september maybe august yes. late august uh, cody september. do you want to tell the world when you're coming back Canada? yeah so i got my official flyback date it's gonna be july 15th yeah. back and then i gotta do the sorry guys i zoomed quarantine. i i i zoomed out there for a minute cody's coming okay. back to canada folks but yeah cody yeah. i want to come hang out with you when you come back yeah let's do it we got we gotta go on it we gotta go on a camping trip oh, <laughs> sweet. camping trip like last year crownland Dude, yeah, you gotta sick. go to Crown Line. Yeah, no, it's gonna be sick, man. I wanna, it's Cody living with me. I wanna start my own uh, language community. Aquí en el pueblito, find like a a week. <laughs> we'll just we'll just wander around the streets of Strathmore asking people, do. asking people if they can speak other languages. Pretty much, <laughs> pretty much. Oh, you guys but, have a community of like Mexicans that. Todo, man. Right? Tenemos, yeah, tenemos mucho, we. Tenemos mucho aquí. Mucho Mexicanos. Okay, yeah, we're going to have to bang. get legal. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So throw, some, throw some fiestas at your new casa. Uh, casa, la casa del señor. Está, está, <laughs> está en la rumba. I can say that much. Oh. Uh, but, yeah, boys. It's going to be, should be a fun summer. Oh, you know, like, I'm I'm I, I think I can speak on behalf of the whole world right now and just like, how relieving it is that things are going to start going back to normal soon. Yeah. Just you know, back to normal in Boston. I'll tell you well, that. Th- yeah, there you go. Like, I mean, obviously, like, the rate that things will go back to normal is different in different countries. Like, here in Korea, yeah. like, there's no sense of when things will go back to normal, but mm-hmm. it'll probably be before the end of the year. I right. think in, mm-hmm. in pretty much every country in the, around the world. And not like true. Marcus, okay. you were saying in our in our in our chat group, you were like, like this better be it because I, I can't handle going into round two of this. Like the, the, I, like just the thought of that just makes me like Yeah, I'm 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 immigrating to whatever country is if that happens, I'm gonna immigrate to whatever country stays. Pull it is down, JT. We can't lose Sweco. We can't lose Sweco. He just did self immigrate to you gotta immigrate to Greenland or something. <laughs> yeah i don't know i was looking yesterday there's a wikipedia page for ranking all the lockdowns of all the different countries 
And uh, yeah, Toronto does not look very good on that list. <laughs> Let me tell Depending you, longest, on your point of view. Longest lockdown in the world. Ay, mi Dios. Uh, let's okay, open maybe up. you like that. Maybe you're one of those people. Maybe it's you're one of those people. It's awesome and fantastic. But... Okay. Okay. Uh, all right, boys. <laughs> Parting words for episode 43 here. Touched a lot on the test, social media, and just the opening, the grand opening. I think 2021 <laughs> is going to lead to a pretty awesome 2022. Oh, the that's what I'm opening. feeling. That's oh. what I'm feeling. What about what about set ladder half 2021? Yeah, it's it's like the runway to a sick 2022. 20 the red the second half of 2021 is going to be a sick runway up to 2022. That's my I think so. Feeling. I think so. I hope so. Yeah, I hope so too. So I hope good. so. Too. The Blue Jays playoffs. There we go. Toronto. There we go, folks. World Series for the Jays. World Series for the Jays because the Raptors already got it done. The hockey team ain't gonna get it done. So uh, it's <laughs> why not the Jays? Vladdy, Vladdy looking good, looking looking uh, spry. Vladdy, Vladito, Vladito. Um, all right, folks. Thanks for tuning in. Episode Merci, We'll catch you. We'll catch you on the next step. All right, folks. Ciao, Goodbye. Ciao.